This is Drink, Spin, Run, and I'm Don Stroud. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Adam Muscovich. And we have a special guest tonight. I'm going to say my name is Tim Callahan. That's what All I'm right. going to say. But yeah. he's lying. He's secretly <laughs> someone else this whole time. It's he's fooling you. Man. Who is Tim Callahan? Oh, man. Wow. Is, is that the third real question? No, <laughs> no this isn't even <laughs> the hard one. Wait, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim Callahan, that would be me. I am the... Uh, the publisher of Moon Dice Games, and I do a, a zine called Crawl Jammer. Crawl Jammer, as uh, many of our uh, listeners are probably aware, is one of the uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics zines. There are four zines right now in support of the Dungeon Crawl Classics game, and Crawl Jammer is easily one of the, uh, you know, the top four. Yeah, top four. one of the top four zines. Uh, well, you are one of the more prolific zines. You're more prolific than I am, so that's yeah. that's always. Can Probably. I put that on the issue five? I can put that on the back. More prolific <laughs> than Adam. Yeah. Than me. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> oh, man. So glad to be here. Thanks, guys. Good. What have you guys been doing? Uh, last <laughs> night. Uh, do you know me? I game like four to five nights a week. Um, last night was uh, my Adventure Conquer King system game. Um, uh it's taken a really strange turn, as now the adventurers, it looks like they're trying to take over a district of a pirate town by setting a pirate captain against the mafia. That should be interesting. Yeah, it got really strange nice. there. And, you know, then there's all the other gaming I do. Yeah, you do a lot of gaming. Tim, um, what have you been up to lately, gaming-wise? Yeah. Well, I, uh, my Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea game is yes. on hiatus right oh. now, unfortunately, because that's my Google Plus Sunday night game. And I haven't gotten back to that one, but I did at my school that I work at, you know, publishing Moon Dice games does not pay the bills, believe it or not. <laughs> so at the school, in my uh, my Friday afternoon club, we have started running a, I have started running a Crawl Jammer game. Nice. And it wasn't even an official thing this year. I just knew some of the students from previous years, and I said, hey, I'm starting this thing on Friday. And I had 10 students show up for the first session. Nice. So we are actually going to be playtesting some Purple Planet box set stuff nice. that's not out yet. Cool. And they are playing level 3 Dungeon Crawl Classics characters. Quite and I have good. one new transfer student who just moved to the school who's never done any role-playing games in his life. And he is playing a thief. <laughs> and already, he has been hit in the kidneys by a ball of force. He has become compelled by the drumming in the demon drums to march toward the swamp. And to prevent that, he's jumped on the back of the warrior. So he is now on the shoulders of the warrior, fighting a bow and arrow while his legs are kicking. And that is my <laughs> game in progress right now. That's pretty great, man. That sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited that you're playing ASSH. I freaking love that game. Um, however, uh, it has a reputation in my gaming groups as being a character killer, which really might just be I me. I can see that. Yeah, it might just be me. But I've, I've had two TPKs with it so far. We got through like two adventures. Well, like one and a half adventures that way. So Wow. Yeah. That's a good system. I like it. I love it. It's so cool. Mad props to Jeff Tolanian for that. That's well, well done, sir. I've yet to play it, but I'm excited to someday play it. Well, okay. So, Don, Maybe. do you ever game? 
I don't. It's <laughs> sad. Well, that's not true because you gamed with me last Tuesday. And yeah, every Tuesday. so yeah, we do the Roll20 uh, DCC thing. But that it's... seems to be on, that's on kind of hiatus right now. All right, so we're actually doing a Dwimmer Mount in yep. Labyrinth Lord. Oh, yeah, um, it's been yeah. fun. Yeah, it has been fun. Uh, we run a lot, we get kicked down a lot, but we get back up again. Yeah, we've been doing this neat thing with that uh, with that game where um, it's very much the old school style of you're on you're doing one expedition, you're doing one, you know, you're not staying the night in the dungeon. You want to get the hell out, you know. Um, you go in, grab treasure, and leave. Um, uh, so there's no no resting inside the dungeon. Everything's a discreet you know journey. Each week is a discreet journey into the dungeon. Yeah, I did one of those delves, and my cleric died the very first time in. So that was it for me. Don knows how that works. He's, uh, his, he has a cleric that got really close to that. <laughs> that cleric gets one spell. <laughs> yeah. All right. right. Dude, you got so, a whole light freaking spell. spell. <laughs> so I have mostly my life played uh, first edition AD&D, and you get so many spells with a wisdom, you know, with a high wisdom. Uh, so I'm used to that, and like I was just like, wow, one spell. Yeah, Don's but, not used to hardcore yet, you know. Uh, I, one E is not, not hardcore. <laughs> it's so soft. Yeah, it's freaking all those hit points you get, like a whole D8 as a cleric. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I complained about. A D6. <laughs> what? Let's all right. get well, let's, to the meat. Exactly. Let's get this you ball ready? rolling. Done. Yes, sir. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Oddside Ales Red IPA. You drink a lot of the Oddside stuff. Um, where uh, are they, they from make, again? They make great sh- stuff. Uh, Grand Haven. Ah, yes. Which is territory familiar to you. <laughs> it is, yes. Territory familiar to, I, to me, yes. Uh, it's basically take, go to Grand Rapids, go west, and when you hit uh, Lake Michigan, you're there. Um, they got a cool fountain. That's the thing that people remember about Grand Haven. Uh. It's where people from Grand Rapids have their summer homes, I guess. There in Muskegon. Someday I'm going to be there. Okay. It's, it's not that far. <laughs> it's like... You like can dream. Maybe two and a half hours. Like, it's lo- it's longer to go to Chicago from here, man. So Yeah. And I know Someday. you've been there, dude. Yeah, I've been there. All right. So, uh, Tim, what are, you, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, well, I've got my uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics mug, and it is filled... With uh, what I like to call an Arnold Palmer, which is iced tea and lemonade mixed together. I know, it's crazy. Oh, it's I've never heard that referred to as that. <laughs> yeah, what, what a crazy yeah. Co- concoction. <laughs> uh, I can't actually have any alcohol because I'm on medication right now. Oh, Adam, what are you drinking? Well, I don't know if you know this, but I am a professional fake athlete, and I'm psyching myself <laughs> up. I'm getting prepared for a well-known event, the Tour de Francia. So tonight, it's nothing but the finest of box wines for me. Oh, this wow. is uh, the Franzia Chianti, and uh, it's because I had it, and it wasn't high life. That's why I'm drinking this. Wow, tonight. that's classy. I know, I know. Um, I don't know if you've ever discovered this any of your times hanging out with me, guys, but um, my pinky finger doesn't work too, so it always looks like I'm being fancy because either it's like that or it's like tucked in like this. So it's either sticking out like all, oh, I'm dainty, or it's like all, <laughs> like, oh, I have to hide my pinky because it's embarrassing and I don't can't be ostentatious. So, I've never I, noticed that. Yeah, they don't. They, <laughs> they like they snap in the weird positions. They don't really move properly. Weird. So yeah, huh. embarrassing things about myself. All right, moving forward. Don, what are you spinning? Hey, let's skip me and go okay, right let's go to, to Tim. Tim. Yeah, Tim. What are you, what are you spinning? To? Spinning. 
Well, you know, I've got that 35-minute drive to and from work, and I pretty much exclusively listen to podcasts, which are not very exciting. But, I mean, this one obviously would be exciting if I were listening to this. But, I bet. Uh, as far as, as, as audio uh, pleasure, I listen to music as background when I'm writing sometimes. Sure. But I never listen to anything with lyrics. So I tend to listen to a soundtrack, like a Clint Manziel soundtrack, a musical score from maybe Drive or Solaris. That's the kind of thing that I tend to listen to. I could totally right. see the Solaris soundtrack like doing really well for what you write, like being a really good, like like filling in the, the intellectual gaps when you like hit that pause. You're like, what's the next word? Cool music. Yes. Got it. You know? The somber you. mood. Yeah. I'm with you. I get it. Don, what are you spinning? We'll go back All to right. you now. So I had a kind of uh, boring week. Uh, people kept on dropping CDs off at my desk, so I'd listen to them. Um, you already made fun of me for them, but I think you're wrong. But that's okay. Uh, eventually, that led me to excitable listening, which was the Nels Klein Singers, which is instrumental. So maybe Wait, what you did might I make like fun the... of you for? Let's 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 back it up. I gotta we, know, right. we gotta let our listeners make fun of you too. All right. No, uh, I believe I. You know, now I forgot the name of the band, but they had a. Uh, <laughs> oh, the thing that I was like, was that sounds really awful, Don. I don't know what's wrong with you, dude. Yeah, it, it was, was like, like uh, there was a violin, there was a cello, there was an electric guitar, there were drums and electronics. It was like oh, a weird yeah, kind of modern chamber music with some avant-garde jazz mixed yeah, in. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, it does to you, yeah. but. And also it wasn't. Me. Yeah, see, um, and it was on my side. Like, the guests yeah, are always exciting. on my side. <laughs> it wasn't totally exciting, so I had to go to Nels Klein Singers, which is just guitar, bass, and drums, also an acoustic bass, and he actually rocks. Uh, he. I don't have a know, problem with acoustic bass. That's right, not the thing no. I had a problem with. No, it was probably that I said modern chamber music. Oh, I said. I don't think you told me that part. Vibraphone. I think you just said it was all electronic, and I was like. <laughs> Oh no! It was very. There was very little e electronic, just a smudge, smidge, twinge. It's probably a, a sliver. A sliver. It's a jazz. It's a smudge. Is yeah, it? it's a smudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. a smudge that happened because you spilled your heroin on it or something. <laughs> heroin. Oh, that's the good yes. jazz. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thelonious monk and shit, man. <laughs> Charlie Parker. How about you, Mr. Muscovich? I am going to go and, and kind of take a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B, because this week I got turned on to an excellent music podcast. I have been mm. listening all week to um, episodes of the Soggy Bog of Doom, which is a splinter podcast from the Soggy Bog, which is like a metal podcast, but the podcast... But the Soggy Bog of Doom is a Doom and occult metal specific one. So, you know, very much like on that whole vibe that I've been on lately. So it's not just things like Electric Wizard and Sleep. You know, you've also got things like, oh, uh, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats and other like cool occult metal stuff. Like that occult retro metal. That's really cool right now. And um, I've been really digging hmm. that. What about like what I generally think of when I hear Doom metal? I think of Candlemass. I like Candlemass. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Candlemass a lot. Uh, that I, I will admit, I don't. That's not as regular ro rotation for me as right. uh, yeah. it probably should be. Well, it's old. It is old, but it's good. Yeah. And that yeah. guy's hair—if you watch his videos, like that dude's hair, freaking huge '80s hair, man. He's got the helmet. It's it's pretty great. I got. I will only watch them in video form. That's not true. Yeah, music is good. Yeah, I don't know. You know what's as good, if not better, than music? Books. 
Yes. Books, Books are good. Tim, I hear that you have some special connection to appendix and literature. Oh, yeah. Two years ago? I don't know. A while ago, I read, well, my partner at Tor.com, which is one of the websites that I sometimes write for, although I haven't read anything for a while. We, uh, my partner Mordecai Node and I did a reread or a read of a whole bunch of appendix and literature, and we read kind of one book from each of the authors listed. Cool. And so that was pretty great. I started that project before I'd even heard of Dungeon Crawl Classics. Yeah. When the reread was underway, and then I saw this thing come out called DCC that was appendix and influenced. I was, I was pretty excited, and that got me kind of deeper into the DIY aspect of, of role-playing games and doing the zine. And so it all stemmed from that Appendix N reread years and years ago. Dude, shut up. I read those. I loved reading those. Like, oh, yeah? I did not know that was you for some reason. Ah! That was me. <laughs> Making connections right now, there. Now you're even more cool in my book. <laughs> we like you're welcome, reason. America. <laughs> Speaking of Appendix N. All right, so let's go to the actual question. Tim Callahan, what are you reading? You know what? I'm reading... You guys know The Witcher? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, the the series of video games by... Yeah. Wait, no, isn't it, it was a series of books first, wasn't it? Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm kind of obsessed by this... Uh, the Portal Games guys uh, and Ignacy Trebichek, the board game designer. Mm-hmm. Robinson Crusoe, for example, is one of my favorite games. And so he's doing a new game. It was, I think, they had... I don't know if they had demos of it at Gen Con, but I know they announced it at Gen Con. He's doing a a board game version of the Witcher video game, I guess, the Witcher adventure game. And apparently the Witcher is like the Lord of the Rings of Poland. It's this big fantasy epic written in Poland, and and, and it's huge there. And this guy, Andrzej Sepkowski, writes these Witcher novels. And the Witcher is basically a professional monster hunter. And he goes around and kills these monsters. I've just started reading the first book, which is called The Last Wish. And I tend not to like most contemporary fantasy novels. Uh, I tend to like the Appendix N stuff. I tend to like pulpy things. But this book is pretty good. I'm only about 88 pages into it. It's kind of like if the Dresden Files was actually good. And set in a ah, fake medieval ah, world. Ah, That's ah, kind of what it's like. Because oh, it's a guy you're like, who's like a detective, dude. but he's a medieval monster hunter detective. And it plays with the tropes of fairy tales. And it's it's a good time. Uh, the Dresden Files, I tried reading that last year. Oh That's my the god, it's such crap, crap ever. isn't it? Oh, it's, man, it's like, let's take every hackneyed like horror idea ever. And, you know, we'll just we'll pour it in a blender and put it all together and then have this guy be totally anachronistic and not make any sense for a modern human being, but geeks will identify with him because they're out of date anyway. And, you know, like, just throw it all in. It's, oh, God, it makes me so, so angry. Bad. It makes me so angry, like, no, reading that. No, it makes that. me angry. It's like, <laughs> God, yeah, people why love is it. this so terrible? <laughs> it's so I, it's funny. I've got friends who have read it, like, oh, man, it's so innovative. It's like, no. Are we talking about the same thing? Because and then they're like, like, oh, no, no, it starts off weak, but then it gets better around book four. It's like, I'm not I'm making not, it to book yeah, four, dude. Yeah. No way. Doug Kovacs, Doug Kovacs has this thing he likes to say that, like, he, he likes to tell people, and this is Doug, he likes to tell people every idea you've had, I've already had. And I feel <laughs> like that every time I, you know, I'm, I'm, like, forced to read anything Jim Butcher has written. It's just, yeah. it's so bad. It's, oh, man. Yeah, he's the worst person. In this the is where we're going to get all our hate mail, because every geek loves <laughs> Jim Butcher, except us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don's like Don's right. biting his tongue right now. He's like, don't talk about Mr. Butcher that way, <laughs> Mr. Butcher. <laughs> oh, my only uh, my only exposure was the sci-fi TV show uh, oh. series, which I thought that was actually. Uh, Pretty good compared to the book. Totally, yeah, that was going to get us even more hate mail right there. That is shocking because it was pretty horrible, and I still watched <laughs> all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's terrible, but at least the lead actor could pull something off. And in the books, there's no charm at all. It's just all terrible. Well, what's funny too is because it's set in Chicago, occasionally like it hits on my home turf. You know, uh, like West Michigan stuff. Like there's in the first book, like they're like trotting out to where my folks live, pretty much. And I'm like, yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> Like how stuff is, and you know it's very frustrating to me. So yeah, well, it's it's urban fantasy, so it's very sophisticated. Oh yeah, right. That's why we don't get it is because right. we're not urban enough. No, that's why. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the not thing bad. that Americans don't know about gaming in Poland is that it's actually pretty big, uh, yeah. and gaming there, like like the whole geek culture in Poland is. Pretty old school, dude. Um, it's lots of, you know, of uh, Warhammer. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of grotty, like, you know, um, well, yeah, like a lot of grotty British old school stuff is still really big there. You've got people uh, there that, like, they translate books from, you know, from English into Polish, and then they just distribute them for free between each other. It's, um, it's pretty hardcore, dude, and it's neat because there's, like... What publisher does a freaking Polish edition of a game? I think maybe Games Workshop does now because they know that there's money in it. But other than right. that, you know, that's it. Like, there's a lot of uh, folks who do, like, like custom minis for uh, for Warhammer and stuff like that that, you know, they come from Poland or they're, so, they're in Poland now. So that old school vibe is still very much alive there, which is pretty sweet. I wish, uh, I wish they'd get in a DCC. Yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah, <laughs> a huge market for us, right? There, there. really is. And if you could change the fifth edition art, you know, maybe even that, you know. But still, it's uh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, we'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> we should we should do have a whole episode just on how sucky the fifth edition art is. It's oh, it's not all bad. It's just those freaking half. It's just ninety eight percent bad. And all the white people, like everybody, hears me talk about the white people. How I'm mad at all the white people. Well, this probably just takes place in the northern climes, man. Well, uh, <laughs> never mind. We've got to skip this yeah, topic. Yeah, We're going to we move do. on. All right. So, we'll come we're going to edit yeah. that out. <laughs> Another yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Edit out Adam complaining about white people again. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Don, did you tell us what you're reading yet? No, you didn't. No, all I right, didn't. Don, what are you reading? I've been reading a lot of uh, the DCC and the 1E AD&D because I'm trying to do this project. So that's what I would have said before today when I stayed home sick from work and read oh, Kothar and the Wizard Slayer. Yes! That's a oh. classic, dude. What do you think of Kothar, man? Is that some Gardner Fox? Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's the shit that turned me on to Gardner Fox right there. That's good. I enjoyed yeah. parts of it. Parts I didn't like. They, they were a little barbarian when it came to women. Uh, lots yeah. of, hey, I'm going to throw her on the bed and take her. Oh, yeah. Which was hot gross. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one word? Hot, hot gross. Yeah. So I think there's a hyphen in there. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. it's a slash. But <laughs> the uh, spells were great. Like just calling upon these demons and gods and they would just kind of assist you. It wasn't so much a spell as a plea. Uh, there was one line in there that totally rocked my world when... Uh, 
they talked about the demon worlds just touching the Yarth, which I think is what they called it, yeah. in the right place at the right time. And I was like, oh, man, that's huge. I don't know why yeah. it touched me, but I was like, yeah, that's awesome. So I enjoyed it. Yep. I, was, I really dug that book. I was very, I'm very pleased you read that. To have the, uh, the cool artwork where it's like him mostly naked with another na- like a naked lady and he's got a sword in front of him. And there's this weird dude like looming out of the mist, yeah. dark, inky darkness behind him. Pretty much everyone yeah. on the covers. I love that, that cover, dude. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Everybody, and really, why are not more people naked? I mean, <sighs> right. In literature. <laughs> in literature. <laughs> or my house. <laughs> Why do I have clothes on right now? Because the video's on. Yeah, that's right. We have my camera off. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Adam? What are you reading? Thank you. Yeah, I never. Th- I thought you'd never ask. Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, do you remember last time we talked? I just started Dune. Yeah, yeah. I finished it. Yeah. And I'm gonna get more hate mail because I hated the way it ended. It was so disappointing. It's like not enough bad stuff happens. Like, like it's like, oh, my kid's dead, but you never saw him anyway, so you didn't know shit about him. And then I'm the boss of all of the Arrakis. I, oh, you know what? I'm also kind of the emperor, too. Right. So fuck you guys. You know, that, that was not a satisfying ending to me. And I know that Dune folks are going to say, well, it can, the story continues, yada, yada. The thing is, is I might never get to those other books. So I was kind of looking for like a serious resolution in that book, you know, in and of itself. I was very disappointed in the way it ended. It was a, it was a rushed ending, kind of cruddy and not nearly devastating enough for the, you know, like the hero's got to go through some serious shiz. And that happened at the beginning of the, the uh, beginning of the book, but it didn't happen at the end when it really would have meant something to me. Right. Uh, so I was really kind of, di- I, was, I was very disappointed there. However, um, I've also been reading, uh, I got to get the author's name, hold on. I've been reading, I participated in that uh, Kickstarter recently for um, Designers and Dragons uh, mm. from mm. Evil Hat. Hold on. Shannon Appleclimb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so far, um, it's all been TSR, but I'm only about 24% of the way through the book. So, And it's the 70s, and yet I'm seeing stuff happening in 1987, you know, like this timekeeping is not exactly Wait, on, you that's know? way off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in fact, <laughs> when you're talking about the late 80s, early 90s, you are no longer talking <laughs> about the 70s. The 70s? Um, Wait. And I, yeah, I that, will, book's, that uh, book's kind of terrible, though, because it makes you want to buy every single thing you read about. Um, No, it doesn't, because, it doesn't. like, not nice. for me, because I'm like, I'll read something and I'll be like, that is a wrong that's just bad bad that's they're wrong like uh like they're not wrong about the facts you know they're like talking about how well Dragonlance was super awesome it was super great and here's how it happened it's like oh you know what Dragonlance sucked yeah sorry well, you gotta get your out opinion of is totally no. bad not yeah. a fan um i will tell you what's actually made me more interested in than anything else is reading john peterson's playing at the world because that's got to be a lot better um this just moves too quickly it jumps around too fast uh it doesn't have the degree of focus I want it to have. And from what I've heard, uh, playing at the world really does that. So I guess that's really where I, I should focus my reading attention. But I'm committed because I started it, and then I'm, I'm going to finish it. But after this, I've got planned um, a special thing. I just bought today some publisher. I can't remember who it was. And I know Tim's probably mad at me for just saying some publisher. I'm furious. These, these folks, they just had a uh, 
like a big sale today, like on all their electronic products. It just started today. But they're the folks who published Barry Hewitt's Bridge of Birds in a collected edition. It's all of his uh, oh, Chronicles yeah. of Master Lee and uh, Number 10 Ox. And if you have not read them, which is probably most people, you need to stop doing anything else and read these books. I cannot recommend any book higher. There is no book that I like that I'm like, oh, you should read this. And, but, the, you know, after that, you can read this. For me, that book is like, is it. And uh, it's on sale right now from whoever publishes it. But I got it through Gumroad, <laughs> so I can tell you you can find it through there. Um, Chronicles of Master Lee and Number 10 Ox by Barry Hewitt. Freaking amazing, and that's what's up next for me. I'm, I'm really excited to get back into that. I, I have can... no idea what that is. What is, what is that? Uh, Barry Hewitt wrote basically a, a fantasy series. It's a three-book series that takes place in uh, like a fantasy China. He calls it the you know fantasy China that never was. Yeah. Uh, and it, it kind of has like this fairy tale, like weird backwards logic, you know, that kind of um, you know looks at the whole picture and zooms in on a particular issue and then explores it out and out and out. Um, I'm doing a very bad job of explaining it, but it's kind of like these two dudes go through uh, like this this backdrop of a fantasy China solving mysteries that are weird and like revolve around folklore. Okay. So um, I really don't think that that's a good enough explanation to hook somebody. It is just one of those things that once people start reading it, I, it's hard to put down. Um, I know exactly one person who um, hasn't had a very positive response to it. Was that Jim Butcher? No, um, <laughs> surprisingly not. But I don't know. I should ask this guy what his, uh, what his response to Jim Butcher was, and that might tell us a thing or two. Tim, you told us a little bit about you were running earlier. Uh, you, have a, you said you have an axe game, or an uh, ASSH game on Sunday nights? Yeah. Is that something you're that's running? Going on, well, that's been going on for uh, about a year and a half now. It's something I run. Uh, I started it as a one-shot, and I just wanted to really try out the system on, on G+, about a year and a half ago, and I just put out a call on G+, and said, hey. And that was before I did any zine or anything like that, so I was just kind of a guy on G+. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to try the system. Anybody want to show up? And a, a bunch of great people showed up for the, uh, the the demo there. And we ran The Rats in the Walls oh, yeah. by Jeff Telenian. And that was a perfect four-hour game session. And everybody who played wanted to keep going. So we started it as a, a weekly or bi-weekly game after that. So, and the characters have, have been going on ever since. And so we had some people drop out and some new people join in. And I did uh, a bunch of original adventures within that world of Hyperborea. And so hopefully I will get them published in some form at some point once oh, I get cool. my act together on those. Very but, cool. Yeah, that's what we've been working on with uh, ASSH. Nice. I really dig that system. It's, it's nice, uh, very flavorful. I ran Rats, for the wall, rats in the Walls as well because that is my favorite Lovecraft story. And um, I, not that this, the adventure has anything to do with the Lovecraft story. But right. um, I, I would like to sh you know just mention to Jason Hobbs and Ray Case and my brother <laughs> that it is possible for a party to survive rats in the walls <laughs> they did indeed um with their first group of characters and they don't need a second group of characters so yeah yeah um, well you know our group had a monk so there you go oh and still they survived <laughs> yeah even monk with a silver dagger with he was unstoppable yeah <laughs> uh okay so don what are you running um i'm running nothing now but i think i'm about to start back up so uh you know, you tell me that every time I ask you. I know, and I wanted to start up in October, but every <laughs> single weekend I don't have my kids is something planned. But uh, so I have on and off for like the last three years run 
a campaign using first edition AD&D. Uh, and then I kind of transitioned to Lamentations of the Flame Princess okay. for various reasons. And now I think I'm going to switch everything over to DCC, which is kind of strange to be going from AD&D to DCC, but I want to run something in DCC. So soon. Um, we're going to wrap up the campaign arc and start anew. It's going to be great. The next time I talk to you, I will not have started running it. And you. <laughs> That's very true, because I'm talking to you in two days. Or no, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, so. it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but next time you talk to Tim, you probably won't have started it either. I probably will, because I only see no. him at Gen Con. Where? <laughs> Adam, what are you running? <laughs> yeah, I did a very good job of not jumping in and asking myself again. Yeah, it's I've, good. Had to, I've done that before. Um <laughs> We're growing. <laughs> We're growing. I'm running many things. Uh, let's see. Let's start Start on Sunday nights. I'm running um, my Adventure Conqueror King Iron Coast game, uh, which is a pretty fun uh, doohickey. That's, uh, occasionally, uh, Don shows up to that, but not very often because he says there's too many henchmen um, and everybody's too focused on gold. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is it's freaking a- 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 it's axe. You you need the gold because you need to start a freaking army so you can take over the world. You know that's yeah. that's the point of the game, um, or at least the Iron Coast and um, lots of Vikings, uh, which has been fun. Lots of Vikings and lots of weird tension with the elf players too. But so that that's been going on. That's a fun game. Um, we just picked up a new player in that group, which is nice because we lost several um, due to folks moving away for grad school and things. That's my Tuesday my, my Sunday night. My Tuesday night is typically a DCC game. But um, right now is a Dwimmer Mount game um, because uh, a couple of our players had to take time off for personal reasons. So since they kind of essential for these folks surviving where they are, mm-hmm. they're like, we're just going to put that on hold and we'll do something else in the meantime. So we've been doing Dwimmer Mount instead. Folks can say whatever they want about Dwimmer Mount. I got to say, James Malajewski put together a fantastic uh, uh, dungeon. Um, I really dig all of the background info. And, you know, the, the uh, Autark guys did a great job of fleshing it out. Uh, I'm really pleased with what I'm playing. I, I love it. Uh, very happy to be using that stuff. Uh, so that's, that's Tuesday night. Wednesday night is uh, right now I'm playing. Oh, that's a game I'm playing in. But I will be running on Wednesday night. I will be running a Traveler Apocalypse World thing. So it's like it's, apoc- it's Traveler but run with Apocalypse World like Dice rolls and you know mechanics stuff like that, and then Thursday night is the Metal Gods game with rotating GMs. It's either me, Edgar uh, Johnson, or Doug Kovac. Sometimes, sometimes Wayne Snyder, which has been awesome when Wayne's taking the reins. It's pretty cool. But that's been going on for about two years now, and uh, it's been a blast. And then sometimes on Saturday night I have another game, uh, <laughs> my uh, my Hyper Barbaria Delving Deeper game. Um, and delving, De- delving Deeper is a fantastic system. If you're not familiar with it, it is a 1974 uh, white box retro clone that is about as close as you can actually get to playing just straight up white box if you wanted to actually play a game as it was written um, because you can actually read what Simon Bull has written and it's not like you don't need a secret decoder ring to figure out you know how the rules go. Very solid game. Very. Uh, it's been like my whole, whole weird um, you know existentialist humanist uh, absurdist, you know, take on uh, a, a module B1 uh, in search of the unknown, and uh, where I kind of added healthy doses of David Lynch and uh, William S. Burroughs uh, meeting it. Basically, William S. Burroughs and David Lynch meet in a dungeon, and um, Clark Ashton Smith writes the story of it. 
So that's where that's going. That sounds crazy. Fun. Yeah. Fun. I actually uh, ran it at Gen Con this year, and I um, really disturbed some players. <laughs> so I gave, well, there's one room that has given players nightmares several times before, and uh, I'm very pleased with that. Like, anytime you get that kind of response, awesome. That's what I wanted. I wanted player nightmares. Nice. Now, how much does it riff on B1? Is it just B1's map, but you put like all your own crazy stuff in there? Yeah, kind of. I mean, like uh, I'll tell, I'll, I'll use the rooms, the general room descriptions. I used, yeah. I didn't even use the real B1 map. I took like the the rehashed B1 map that somebody posted somewhere, like because uh, uh, a bunch of folks contributed to like uh, like retrospective on uh, B1, including a couple of like cooler maps for it. You know, that oh. might have made a little bit more sense. I took out all of the weird zigzaggy hallways. And remember that weird, like, clustered fuck of doors that was in there? Like, like <laughs> yeah. all, like, the 10 by 10 rooms of doors that lead to all the other 10 by 10 rooms? They took that yeah. out. They just kind of rearranged things, make it a little bit smoother. Actually makes it easier to get to different places in the dungeon. So it's a little bit more centralized. And it's not as, like, wonky. The, the floor plan isn't as wonky. Uh, that's the floor plan I use. It works really well. So, like, the, the what's in each room by number is the same. But the map isn't the same as what a lot of people are used to, hmm. um, oh. so it's it's a little bit different. And some of them, I just like, yep, this is we're putting Adam stuff in this room because you know, like, because you could do that, right? Because it's like there's That's there's a room, for. there's nothing in there. It doesn't, it doesn't tell you what's in there. It. Just yeah. put something in there. So and I switched some things around to make them more interesting. Like there's no giant statue in the basement that you'd like chip parts off or something like that or whatever it was. The big stone that grants you wishes or whatever, not grants you wishes, but you know, like. You roll a d20 and it does something to yeah. you. That's mm -hmm. not there. There's something very different instead. So, hmm. um, oh, cool things. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool. I had a fun, I had a fun time. With it. I, I might run it on G plus sometime. You're, you're, you guys are more than welcome. Nice. Thank you. That'd be great. So, uh, well, um, I think you've wasted another perfectly good half hour. Sorry. Oh yeah. Throwing my car talk <laughs> bit there. Um, <laughs> That's my brother Adam. He's an idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that car talk? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank thank you, listeners, for wasting this half hour um, or a little bit more, as it may be. Um, yes. And Tim, thanks for joining yeah. us. Um, and and uh, listeners, thanks thanks again. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll be back uh, soon with a discussion uh, with again with Mr. Tim Callahan of fantasy and sci-fi. When, if, and should they ever blend? Great taste that tastes great together or not? <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> I vote no right now. I'll say no. no. You say no? You don't think they do taste great together? <laughs> no, they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Now I agree with you, gentlemen. Take one, folks, and we'll talk to you next Thanks. a bunch of that shit out.